Welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh, a place to chow down on topics relevant to writers of all kinds. Hello, and welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh. I'm your host, Marissa Dele Farfalle. And I really hope you've had a good week. I feel that this past week has been pretty productive. I got a little more writing done on the first draft of my current work in progress. And I also, I mentioned this in the last episode, I started rereading The Stand by Stephen King recently. I read it once before, uh, quite a long time ago. And... I'm only, I'm almost on page 400 now, but I have this habit of when I'm reading a book, sometimes I'll look through pages later on in the book. Sometimes I hate to admit this, but I will admit this. Sometimes I might even look at the end and see how it ends. And that never deters me from finishing the book. Um, quite the contrary. Sometimes it makes me more interested in finishing the book. Um, not in this case. I mean, this is a great book, but I don't know. It might just be some kind of nervous habit that I have. So I finished reading yesterday. I got to about page 350 um, yesterday evening, and I flipped ahead to um, like page 618. And then I flipped ahead some more and I felt all of a sudden like I was looking at the sentence that I had just seen on page 618. So I took a closer look at the book and I saw that in my copy, which I bought new off of Amazon, in my copy of The Stand, pages 617 to 680 are repeated. So there are two sets of those uh, 70-something pages in this book. Now, if you're not familiar with The Stand, The Stand is over 1,400 pages long, at least this version of my book is. And I think this is really funny because it's almost like somebody said, well, I don't think this book is quite long enough. I want to add even more pages to it. And that probably didn't happen. This probably was just like a glitch in the batch. I'm thinking probably this wasn't the only book that has these extra pages. It was probably like a whole batch that was printed at once. But yeah, I guess because this book is so long and to just go and find extra pages in it. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Like I'm usually pretty perceptive when it comes to typos, that kind of thing. And this was not a typo. Um, and on the one hand, I'm kind of bothered by it. But on the other hand, I'm like, wow, I have never seen this before. I love that. I mean, this is, to me, this is one of the reasons why dead tree books are still so valuable. Because, 
yeah, I do have books on Kindle. My own books are available on Kindle. I think Kindle's great, but you don't see this kind of stuff in an ebook. You just don't. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, now that I've brought Stephen King up, I feel I can go right into today's topic. And today I want to talk about villains. I love villains. I wouldn't say I necessarily root for them, but I am fascinated by a well-crafted, complex villain. And if they're likable, as, let's face it, they often are, that's even better. I genuinely like to see how a character becomes a villain. In some cases, they may have started off as a good guy, but life circumstances may have caused them to change into their current form. And I love to find out what those circumstances are. But even if another, even if an author doesn't go into this, he or she may show that a villain has a human side. For example, he or she may have a soft spot for animals or children. And if not, a villain may be portrayed as so cold or so sleazy that you have fun hating them. If you were to ask me what makes a good villain, I'd say a strong will is a big part of it. It's not interesting to me if a quote-unquote good guy prevails over the villain without an intense struggle. I feel a strong villain is the most important character in many works as the protagonist's actions are often defined in relation to said villain. That's not to say that the protagonist is necessarily uninteresting. I would say that a good protagonist should also be complex and may have a dark side that he or she has to fight. But regardless of whether that's the case, I think a good villain's role is to force the so-called hero to reconsider their, reconsider their identity, their goal, all that stuff. I think a good villain also can make decadence or austerity attractive. There are a lot of things in this life that I'd argue we shouldn't overindulge in, whether it's food, fancy clothes, alcohol, sex, you name it. But denying ourselves these things in every way, shape, and form isn't healthy either. And when a villain in a novel or story indulges in these things, sometimes with no consequence, we can sort of live vicariously through them. It's almost as if a villain that engages in decadent behavior forces us to look inward at what we deny ourselves. And the same can be true in a way for a villain who's super disciplined and refrains from all forms of decadence. A good example of this, I think, is Mrs. Sigsby from Stephen King's most recent novel, The Institute. This was a woman who devoted her life to the cause. For me, she was the epitome of this prim, proper businesswoman with thin lips who literally never let her hair down. I, I 
I don't think I found Mrs. Sigsby likable because she really, she was really bad. But I was fascinated by her. She definitely held my interest. So I don't always like the villain, but I'm usually fascinated by them. Another quality I think a good villain should have is intelligence. I don't like dumb villains. It's too easy to hate them. The villain shouldn't just keep the protagonist guessing. He or she needs to keep me guessing. I'm going to bring up Stephen King again. Brady Hartsfield, the Mercedes killer from a few of Stephen King's other recent books, is a character that I believe fits this description. On the one hand, he was your typical, normal, nondescript guy who turns out to be a complete psychopath. But he's actually a lot more complex than that. I remember reading Mr. Mercedes, and when I found out what kind of relationship he had with his mother, I was thinking, wow, that explains a lot. But Brady also had a brain that was constantly working and he frequently surprised me. So even though I didn't find him a sympathetic character, he was a fun character for me to follow, even though he was twisted as hell. Going back to what I said about it being too easy to hate dumb villains, I'll add that if I picture the villain as a cartoon character, it's usually not a very good villain. And I wanna clarify that I love cartoons and animation so I'm not knocking them. What I mean by cartoonish in this sense is, well, I'm gonna go back to high school English and say I think of quote unquote cartoonish as flat and static rather than round and dynamic. I feel if a writer's giving me a flat villain, he or she's almost trying to tell me who I should root for. And I, I resist that. Not only does it often lead to a flat protagonist as well, I feel it insults my intelligence as a reader. And of course, I don't like to have my intelligence insulted, who does? <laughs> of course, I also realize a dynamic villain can be hard to create. Honestly, I don't think I've come up with a really strong villain yet. I think I prefer to create good guys that have dark sides, usually dark pasts. I think one thing that makes it so hard is that the bar is pretty high. We live in a world in which truth is often stranger than fiction, and it's kind of weird that we can like fictional villains when the ones we see in real life are so often utterly despicable. I have no desire to learn what makes real people I consider villains tick. Why is that not true for fictional characters? I can't tell you why. I just know what I enjoy as a reader and what I need to improve upon as a writer. So tell me, what do you think makes a good fictional villain? Who are some of your favorite villains in literature? Email me at marissadelefarfale at gmail.com 
or follow me on Twitter at at MarissaD13. And if you rate and review me on Apple Podcasts, you'll help a lot of potential listeners find out about this podcast. And I will be incredibly grateful to you. So until next time, whether you're rooting for the good guy or loving or loving to hate the villain, have a blast. Peace.